welcome to Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Our main topic for this week, BP has unveiled its eagerly awaited strategy for reaching its 2050 net zero emissions target announced back in February. The plan is drastic, calling for a 40% reduction in the company's oil and gas production over the next decade. This will be achieved through $25 billion of divestments over the next five years. BP will also scale back on exploration, avoiding searching for oil and gas in countries where it does not already operate. At the same time, the major will ramp up annual investments in clean energy tenfold over the next decade to $5 billion. This will cover renewables, bioenergy and other low carbon projects. It wants to boost its renewable energy capacity to 50 gigawatts by 2030, and this marks a 20-fold increase from the current level. The funds raised from oil and gas divestments will help bankroll these projects. BP also wants to establish early positions in hydrogen and carbon capture and storage technology. The major was very clear that it sees blue blue hydrogen produced from natural gas as playing a key role in the energy transition. The ultimate goal is to transform BP from an international oil company to an integrated energy company. From day one in office, CEO Bernard Looney was clear he wanted BP to go further than its rivals in addressing climate change and investing in a lower carbon direction. But still, the major is far from parting ways with fossil fuels. Speaking to investors, Looney said that oil and gas would remain a core but smaller part of BP's business, serving as an engine for value creation. After posting record losses on impairments in the second quarter, BP announced a 50% cut in dividends, but Looney promised shareholders continued rewards. Once BP gets a handle on its debts, shareholders will receive at least 60% of surplus cash flow through share buybacks. Looney also said BP would aim to achieve 7-9% to growth in core earnings over the next five years. The big question is whether BP can both deliver on its ambitious transition targets but also continue providing shareholders with sufficient rewards. The planned oil and gas disposals will make achieving growth difficult. Meanwhile, renewables are a costly endeavor that will take time to deliver returns. This could make the next few years quite a struggle for the company, especially if low prices persist for longer. Now, these low prices and the uncertain market outlook have made closing M&A deals in the oil and gas industry quite a challenge. However, private equity-backed Neo Energy has successfully completed the acquisition of a group of UK North Sea oil and gas fields from France's Total. Now, Total agreed to sell these assets to Neo and Oman's Petrogas last year for $635 million. But Petrogas pulled out of the deal in May, citing market volatility. The terms were revised, but neither side has disclosed what changes were made. The purchase price will very likely have been cut drastically, though. The deal nets NEO 23,000 barrels of oil equivalent per day of production, along with 51 million barrels in reserves. This marks Total's second UK disposal of the year, as the company recently divested the 180,000 barrel per day Lindsay oil refinery in northern England. According to reports, it also wants to sell its stake in the Shearwater and Elgin gas pipeline in the North Sea. Poland's antitrust regulator has fined Gazprom $57 million for failing to provide financing documents for the Nord Stream 2 pipeline project. Poland has been one of the harshest critics of the Russian pipeline since its introduction, its uh, unveiling in 2015. Uh, The Polish regulator says that Gazprom and its European partners uh, ought to have sought its approval for financing the project. 
This, it says, was required under EU law as the pipeline's operation will ultimately affect the Polish gas market. Gazprom has the all clear to work on the pipeline using its own pipelaying vessels after receiving a revised permit from Denmark. Pipelaying, of course, was halted in December after US sanctions were imposed on Nord Stream 2, forcing contractor Allseas to withdraw from the project, leaving just 6% of its offshore section left to complete. But still, it is unknown when Russia intends to proceed with construction. According to ship tracking data from today, Russia's two pipelaying vessels capable of completing Nord Stream 2 are currently, currently remain moored at German ports. This has been Natural Gas World's weekly overview of the news in the global gas industry with me, Joseph Murphy. Thank you and see you next week.